Welcome to the Growing Green Landscapes Podcast with Jeremiah Jennings. While still in his early 20s, Jeremiah already runs a successful six-figure lawn maintenance company. Listen in as he and his guests share the things that have brought them success that can help you in your business. As a young entrepreneur in the green industry, Jeremiah emphasizes the tips and tricks involved in running a lawn maintenance business while discussing the principles applying to all small businesses. If you're wanting to grow, become profitable and professional, you're in the right place. And now, here's your host, Jeremiah Jennings. What's going on, everybody? Thanks for tuning in to another episode today here on the Growing Green Podcast. This is your host, Jeremiah Jennings, and I am so very excited to be coming to you with another great guest interview today. And this is one that uh, it's a it's, it means a lot to me. It's very special, and um, this, he is no no stranger to social media. And everybody listening in probably knows his name. Uh, he's been making his rounds on podcasts lately, and I was like, man, I got to get him on mine. And so, very very honored to have uh, Keith Kalfas joining us tonight. And Keith, how you doing, man? What's up, bro? What's up, everybody? Yeah, I'm excited to do this, man. I love the energy that you bring and love listening to your podcast and YouTube videos. And uh, you're an inspiration to so many people. And so just right off the bat, I always like to be thankful and uh, grateful to all of our audience who listens in and supports us. And I want to say thank you to you for for joining along with us and uh, going diving into this new uh, other podcast that you're uh, hopefully have a good episode tonight. Yes. Bro, I remember meeting you at the, I think it was the GIE Expo just yes. last year. And um, I'll, I'll never forget you. Your your attitude is so positive and you have so much gratitude. You're just uh, an inspiring uh, human. And to see and hear that you've got your own podcast also, dude, I'm super happy for you and super happy to be here. Well, I'm, I'm very appreciative. That's If that's one thing that my parents taught me right, it's that to always be thankful. And uh, we actually went through... Well, our last podcast episode was talking about uh, having a we versus me mentality and not being uh, everything about yourself and, and kind of just putting others first. And that's that's what we want to do here on the show is help others any way we can. And uh, I know that's what we're going to do tonight. We're going to we're going to bring a lot of value in this episode. So uh, without any further ado, let's just hop right into it. Like I said, I want to be respectful, respectful of your time. And uh, I'm just very appreciative for you coming on. So tell us a little bit about uh, Keith Kalfas back in the beginning and kind of uh, your startup story. If maybe maybe if there is somebody out there who hasn't heard it, uh, just kind of the revised version of kind of how you've grown into who you are today. Sure, man. Uh, yeah. And today we've got a, I've got a landscape business. We've been in over 10 years now in Michigan and um, small business, but profitable and uh, systematized. It's very like a, a well-oiled little machine. And we also have a media business now where we do films and basically YouTube channels and stuff like that. And my wife has her own social media business. And uh, it's been a long, long time coming. I, I grew up in Metro Detroit. We're here in Michigan. Uh, a really poor kid, a lot of love as a kid. Um, there's a saying, every, every dog thinks his fleas bite the hardest. And for a long time, I was resentful because we grew up so poor and I've lived in, you know, like 32 homes and I've had like 32 jobs and yeah. couch surfing, slip, sleeping in my car and um, mm. stuff like that. And always working dead end jobs. And the whole first, literally 25 years of my life literally sucked. Uh, as far as trying to make it in the world. Um, but, but my, my life was beautiful. It's funny when you look back, cause you're talking about a weaving mentality versus an, 
an I versus a we mentality. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm into all that deep stuff. If you look at my YouTube channel at Keith Kelfus and my podcast, the untrapped podcast, uh, I talk about all this deep, crazy stuff, which like it's, I'm scratching my own itch and all these social media videos. We have like, we've published like 3000 videos. Now we just hit 120,000 subscribers today. And I'm super excited about that. Wow. Congratulations. But, thanks, bro. And a lot of people, uh, uh, I've watched my videos. They're like, that guy's out there, bro. That, that guy's <laughs> insane. And then there's some other people who watch my videos, especially guys that are just getting started in the landscaping business. Cause that's what I mostly talk about is how mm. to overcome all that head trash and those mental and emotional barriers and blocks that yeah. a lot of other, especially guys are too scared or vulnerable to talk about all that crazy stuff that um, really happens in your personal life while trying to get a professional business off the ground. And so I didn't have any mentors when I was younger. So I turned to books and audiobooks and anything I could consume and was constantly reading and stuff like that. And, and I was a very, very late bloomer. You see these young guys on social media now that have, uh, they're growing, you know, half a million dollar businesses within a few short years and they're yeah. doing all these things and they have access to all this information. And, and, you know, I really think that like a tree ro- grows roots underground and has to grow a strong, healthy foundation before it can blossom. Cause if the branches of the tree grow too big, too soon without having that healthy roots and foundation, it's like a house of cards, you know, that, that thing could be prone to splitting or breaking or falling over. It's, it's a, uh, so be careful what you ask for. You just might get it. And if you want stuff too soon without having patience, uh, uh, all these learning lessons, all those old cliches are so, so powerful and true. But so I'm trying to kind of like put all this into a nutshell. Um, <laughs> I, I have talked about, I, I don't even like talking about this anymore because it's an old story. And yeah. the only reason I say this specific thing I'm about to say is because I really believe that it puts things into perspective for the people who might be listening to this podcast right now, that if you come from friends or family of drug addicts and alcoholics or people that had literally over overdosed and died. If you've buried your best friends or family members, or you've gone through severe depression or addiction yourself, all these things. I mean, this is, this is real. And when you start to, you get into your twenties and you can feel the weight and the pressure of the world on you, forcing you to grow up. You might have some of these old things that these old pains or traumas or troubles holding you back from growing into that professional individual who's really got their shit together. And that's when you start, when you try to outgrow this glass ceiling, that's when that weird shit starts to pop up and Mm -hmm. you're like, there's no way it could be me. And you realize that you've got fucking issues that you need to grow through and overcome the, the universe is demanding or imploring, which is like begging you to grow. Right. And so for someone like me who lived in 32 homes, even my house right now, like I don't feel attachment to anything because I feel like any minute it could be taken from me. So when you live your life feeling like any minute the rug could be pulled and you're just going to be out scrambling again, it's very hard to to feel a sense of foundation. And so what happens if you if you did grow up on the wrong side of the tracks or you struggled like hell and you had to work three jobs just to make ends meet and you were out on your own at a young age and had no mentors, what can happen is you can become addicted to your struggle and you feel like the, all you know is the struggle. And if you actually get to a point, let me remove this. Sorry, I was sitting up too high. If you, <laughs> no, you're good. 
if you get to a point where you actually get some foundation in your life, you get some money flowing, your bills are paid, your credit gets good, you know you have a sta stable income, you're getting healthy sleep, you're eating healthy. Like as soon as your life becomes stable and you can get your head above water to the point where you feel not like you've made it, but you actually can calm the fuck down for a second. Yeah. Excuse me. What happened to me is I started to freak out because I never knew a life without struggle and chaos and hell. So you might actually start self-sabotaging, right? You might want to go back into the struggle. Struggle is all you know. And if that's all you know, that you can't, literally can't deal with smooth, healthy relationships or life or business. And you feel like something's got to go wrong. Yeah, you don't know how. Um, you don't know how to handle it what a weird thing so yeah. i hit some goals that i've had um when, when i was younger i had you know i have all types of goals we all have goals but certain goals i have that it seemed impossible to me that i've hit today have um instead of celebrating and being happy and laughing and crying i mean i pure fucking anxiety bro mm -hmm. like hitting a certain amount in the bank or having the business do this or getting to speak on stage as a keynote speaker in front of, you know, X amount, hundreds of people or getting a, like a brand new truck or um, all types of shit would give me tremendous anxiety and imposter syndrome. Like you feel like uh, there's no way you can be good enough or you're unworthy or somehow you slip through the cracks or what if it gets taken from you? I'm talking about this shit over and over from different angles and I'm aware of that. Because what I want to say is that at some point you have to accept the fact, well, first of all, that you're not special. Mm. And if you make a couple hundred thousand bucks in your business and you do get a nice house and you do get a brand new truck and you can go on vacations, nobody cares. Yeah, Nobody cares. There's billions of people in the world. And what I mean is not nobody cares like nobody gives a shit about you. What I mean is that nobody cares if you become successful. They don't care if you're broke. Nobody cares. So however you feel at some point, you got to realize that this is all just a bunch of stories you've told yourself or stories from other people growing up and weird victim mindset, bullshit and shit on the media. And like whatever you heard, those were all just stories and facades and illusions. You are nothing but a vessel. You are the capacity, your, your body and your brain. Obviously, you're a spiritual being being, but you're, you have the capacity to feel anger. It doesn't mean you are anger. You are, you are the capacity for unworthiness. It doesn't mean you're unworthy, right? This is just not true. You are totally worthy. And you can be, do, have whatever the hell you want. And you can make it happen. And if you would just stop beating yourself up and, and fucking tell yourself, like, this is, sounds weird as hell. Uh, I listen to a lot of Dr. Wayne Dyer. He says, have a quiet love affair with yourself, which means fall in love with yourself again. This is weird as hell. Make sure no one's looking. Give yourself a hug and be like, like people clicking off the podcast right now. If you're, <laughs> if you're leaving the podcast because you're being a little bitch, listen to me, bro. This is fucking weird. Nobody has to see you. Hug yourself and you know what? And say, I fucking love you. I, I love me. Yeah. And, and love yourself. This is some airy fairy shit, but fucking listen to me, dude. If you, you can love yourself from a sense of strength and masculinity, this isn't some, you know, and you can be like, I fucking love you. 
I got your back, bro. You're talking to yourself. You fucking got this, bro. Yeah. You're the shit. You've been through all this hard thing, this stuff in your life, and you fucking made it through. And so, sure, you might have messed up and looked stupid, but you fucking did that shit. And there's nothing you can't face if you don't believe in yourself. When you talk positive thoughts to yourself and you hold all negative thoughts, uh, I've, I've always been, but I've come more into being a Christian. I don't try to push it on other people, but it's a saying I love, uh, hold all thoughts captive mm-hmm. to the obedience of Christ. So if you start thinking some negative shit and talking down to yourself, don't tolerate that bullshit from yourself anymore and grab those negative thoughts. I think of uh, the funny ass comedy. What's well, not funny, but, uh, it was like a dark comedy. This, the guy goes into the hospital room where the, 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 like the, what the fuck is it? The mafia dude is, and he puts a pillow over his face. He's like, <laughs> when he suffocates him, do that to your thoughts, bro. Suffocate <laughs> yeah. the thought Get out until, him. yeah. And, and say, no, I create my life and I create my thoughts mm-hmm. and, and everybody has anxiety. And if you <sighs> breathe, have people that you trust that you can call and talk to, like, so many people that you look up to or you think are successful are actually fucked up in the head and they've got all types of problems you don't even know about and they just don't show it and just realize that nobody's perfect and when you actually love your life and you love the, the now and you fall in love with what you have and even if you got an old piece of shit with rust all over it take that bitch to the car wash vacuum it out fucking put some air freshener in it change the oil put some shine on the tires spray paint the bumper black again but this is my fucking truck and this bitch is gonna make me a hundred grand this year and then dude when i got rid of my old truck and i finally got my first brand new truck because i had a bunch of broken down ass trucks bro it was stressful this truck i called the bear it was an f-150 with a quarter million miles on it It had rust and shit in the fucking head gasket finally blew and i was so heartbroken when i knew it was time to send this truck off because it was too expensive to fix it versus just invest the money in something newer type yeah. shit. It was, it was, and I remember the day the tow truck, I called the tow truck. The tow truck was on its way to put it on a flatbed and take this truck away. It's actually got this video on YouTube. And that was the same day. It was a rainy day in the middle of June. And I was taking my old truck because I had like four trucks and three of one I just got rid of three they're all fucking broken down bro and i was on my way to the dealership to get a brand new truck i didn't give a fuck about the brand new truck i loved my old ass truck and i Mm -hmm. wanted to keep that truck so i opened the door ding 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 i'm cleaning out all the shit and taking out everything out of the center console and toothpicks down in the doors you don't realize how much stuff builds up in there over time and and as i was cleaning out the truck this emotion came through me that this is the truck that got me through the hard times in the one bedroom apartment. This is the truck that made it. So I didn't get an eviction and lose my fucking apartment. This truck is my friend. Like a dog is your man's best, a man's best friend is a dog. Um, your, your truck, uh, is your best friend. And some people don't understand that dude. I fucking right in the middle, clean out the truck. I just started bawling my eyes out and hugging the seat of the truck, just sobbing, crying, bro because I felt like it was an old horse or an old dog that I had to put down and it was mm-hmm. sick. And, and, uh, like I would never want to put down an animal, you know what I'm saying? But like, 
but that that's dude i was crying i was putting down an old horse that had broken its hip type shit like in a western movie and, yeah. and the pain was so fucking bad bro and after i cried it all out and i fucking let it go and that uh the fucking i'm crying about a truck bro the fucking <laughs> the tow truck came and the and, and and the funniest thing was right before the tow truck got there i was like no, fuck that. I'm fixing it. I'm fucking fixing it. I don't give a fuck what it costs. I'm fucking fixing it, bro. I'm, I'm calling the mechanic right now. I'm getting a new motor, putting the, getting this bitch fixed. And I fucking went outside and I'm looking at the truck. I'm, I got this because I don't fucking give up, bro. Yeah. And for some weird reason, as soon I'm looking at around, I look at the tires. All of a sudden, um, the tire just goes and just totally fucking flattens. Wow. Like I didn't, nothing even, I didn't, yeah. and then it went and the whole truck just leaned and i was like okay that was a fucking sign bro yeah i gotta let it go i gotta fucking grow up i gotta quit clinging to old shit being a little bitch this truck served me well and it's time to motherfucking grow up and the the uh the stretcher came and took the stretcher <laughs> the fucking tow truck um <laughs> came and took it away i got like 350 bucks for it scrap yeah and uh sometimes you call up a friend don't call up a friend be careful who you call during times like that because some people will understand that that's a lesson for you and you just spend that day quiet with yourself and learn those beautiful lessons and you grow up because if you go call a friend of yours someone who's critical they'd be like oh man why, why did you fucking get rid of it man we could have fucking fixed that shit dog you could what the you could have parted it out you could have parted it out and fucking so like yeah and people would say all this shit that just fucks up your energy because you open your mouth so it was like three hours later, I'm in the dealership, nervous as fuck, signing all these papers on a new truck. And there I am. I went from like old quarter million miles, 2001, to brand motherfucking new truck, bro. I'm driving yeah. this bitch. With fuck, it, it was raining. And I felt like I was driving a computerized robotic machine and that there was still plastic, plastic on the seats, that new truck smell. And it was the first new thing I ever got in my whole life. And I was, I'm, I was like fucking 30 i was like 33 or something and dude 33 years old that's old as fuck there's young ass guys at 22 years old getting brand new trucks but mm -hmm. uh for me it was 33 and it doesn't matter how old you are but what matters is like that that feeling when i pulled it up in the driveway it was like wow it actually happened for me but all of the years of all of my unworthiness prevented it from happening so much happening so much sooner i've 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 gotten paid uh, since then. Like I've built two six-figure businesses. I've built a perfect credit score, score and uh, fourteen bank accounts, and I've made yeah. five thousand bucks in a in a few hours. I do private coaching and consulting for internet marketing. Like we have a whole media business. It's an obsession of mine, and I've um and I've gotten to the point where I've become uh what's the word stable, you know. But um, I look back and I think, man, I lost my uh, train of thought. One second, because this was, I'm on a roll here. This is yeah, it. Yeah, um, you're going, man. Fuck. Okay, so I just skipped to the next thing I was going to say. You look at these guys on social media, some of them that they're so young they're showing off that they got million dollar businesses mm -hmm. and all this shit. And look what I bought. I bought this. I just bought this little, 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 and, 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 and you could sit there and get angry. I've done this. Wait, one second. Okay. 
you can get angry and clench your fists and be like, how in the fuck did that guy just buy a $16,000 dump trailer? And then the next week he bought a brand new F-350 and he's smiling and shit. And and that goes through everybody's head. If you, I mean, cause, cause social media can be a facade. I mean, that could be, everybody puts their highlight reel up there. Highlight reel. Yeah. I mean, they might really be crushing it, but just to fast forward through all that shit, if you watch their content and it makes you feel bad, unsubscribe and turn it the fuck off because there's something going on with you and them and it's just triggering it that's making you feel upset and unworthy now if it motivates you and it inspires you and you can finally get to the point here's where good things will come into your life when you stop being upset about what other people have and you start fucking be like fuck yeah dude you got that shit that way you fucking worked your ass off for that bro you got this shit like yeah. Fuck yeah, and you're putting like, you know, like fire emojis and like, and it drives like, you to want to work for that stuff. That's the thing that because that's the thing is if they're doing it with the right intent, they're inspiring you to get to that point. Yes, and to outgrow them. That's the thing. I mean, that's we always talk about like the the floor should be like our ceiling should be the next person's floor, and like the floor should always be rising. That's the thing. So any content producer, any quote unquote influencer, whatever. Should be should be putting content and their quote unquote highlight reel out there to inspire the next guy. Yeah, with the intention of yeah. truly inspiring. Exactly. Last week I just picked up the new 2022 F one fifty. It's like uh this is my first time even talking about it. Like I don't uh it's a I think it's that four by four crew cab four doors with a six and a half foot bed v8 5.0 and i i I wanted to actually get a 250 yeah but i I didn't want the payment and was nine months out from getting it but and they assured me that this truck the towing package rating and everything i mean it's a fucking beast it's got an upgraded tow package so for an f-150 it can literally pull a 14 foot dump trailer now if you got like a 24 foot you know box trailer loaded with mowers probably not yeah i've driven a lot of trucks in my day and i'm impressed i was driving it today and this this thing just gets up and goes you know so anyways i made a video about it and i had not posted it and i was talking to my wife about this because the beginning of the video i'm like you know what for all these guys out here who get brand new trucks and brag about it on social media and it makes other people feel bad, you can, you can kick rocks. I want to make this video talking about how I was broke as fuck. And I finally got to the point where I can get brand new trucks. Right. And I didn't post the video and I, I talked to my wife about it. It's like, because I'm doing the same thing like in the video, but, but really my heart is in the right place, but I've come to this place now where I want to be extremely careful about what I'm posting on social media because mainly um, what I talk about is helping guys start from zero to hundred K. Right. So I think social media is incredibly powerful. Mm-hmm. And I think, you can, I think you can go take, I think you could take the young guy out there down a very dark road that I, I've even having, I've even caught myself in the trap sometimes of, one of the biggest pitfalls I think that social media brings and the highlight reel brings is people forget that most of the guys on there showing off their new truck or whatever, and some of them, hey, some of them, they might be the 20-year-old that has gone out and crushed it and good for them. They got it early. But most of the guys out there here buying the new F-250s and brand new trucks and brand new skid steers and whatever they want, they're in year 10, 15, 20 in business, and they have put in their time and they've put in so much effort along the way and people have to realize it's like you said just just a few minutes ago is patience is the key and it's 
you can't get caught up in the whole thing of I want that and I want that now. Like, because that's what you see. You see, well, they can have it. Why can't I have it? Brian's on maintenance can go out and buy a brand new F two fifty right off the lot with the blackout oh, that package. Bitch is fresh, bro. Oh, yeah, I saw sick. that truck. A nice ass truck. It's it. Yeah, <laughs> but there's two ways to look at it, and, and he does a great job at inspiring and helping other people get to that goal and get to those dreams. And but but he's the person that has worked his tail off for it. He's lived in the one in the one bedroom apartment with mold and everything that goes along with that. So the problem that I see in in the world with social media is the fact that just too many people get caught up in that downhill spiral of, well, they want it and I want it now. And they don't want to put in the work and the time and the effort and have the patience to get that stuff. So that's I I I want to say thank you to you for for thinking about the content that you're putting out there and really thinking about and even though you do have good intentions, you're thinking about how it how it could go wrong for somebody out there who's watching it. And take them mm-hmm. down a dark hole of, like you're saying, not being good enough, never getting, never getting to that point of being happy and content. And so, I, I think that's a really good thing that you're doing. That awesome. Yes. Yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah. And uh, I, I want to add to that. There's. <laughs> I was just thinking about this today and yesterday and the day before. People want to. Um, no, I can't say I've cracked the code to any of this, dude. I'm still landscaping still doing social media, um, not buying mansions on Hawaii, you know, um, but there's something I'm learning that is phenomenal. So I've been taking this, um, over the winter quantum coaching it's called and learning about how to separate, uh, feelings and emotions from business structure and commerce and how to pull yourself out of a situation and just see it for what it is as far as like when you, when you have a structure, let's, let's say a lightning hits a tree and sets it on fire. Now the tree is burning. It's just electricity out of control and it could burn and it can catch onto a, a, a barn and burn down the barn and the tree. But if you have a way to capture that electricity, electricity and maybe run it through a transformer and then mm-hmm. a big capacitor and then resistors and diodes and through a circuit board, you can actually power a computer and lights in a house and all these different things because you have structures and boundaries and capacity and systematized procedures of ways to control that chaos and then have predictable, definable, replicatable, duplicatable results. And if you can divorce yourself from the chaos mentally and emotionally, and then look at things and see them as they are, and then build some type of system so you can flow energy through it, to create a predictable result, then that's how you can become more successful in the world of commerce, commerce and business uh, and corporation. Mm-hmm. Uh, a landscaping business is the fir- perfect example because you're cutting people's grass and bushes and installing things. Is like if you if you screw it up, you can fix it. The risk isn't too high. It's not like you're doing brain surgery or rocket science. So yeah. it's a perfect little petri dish dish or ecosystem to learn how to run a freaking business and get really good at it and the thing is that when you can see it as a massive opportunity look at your business even if you've been in business five six years and you're totally burned out and you're like oh stop thinking like that and be like man this is actually an, an amazing opportunity to look at it instead of like i'm a freaking landscaper and i'm burned out and i'm tired let's start looking at it like a little system and how can i in- 
you know, track the deals coming in, the deal flow and the marketing and track the books and see how much I pay myself and look at it from a scientific perspective and then get some higher level advice and become enthusiastic about your business in a whole new way again. And then that very type of thinking will expand your brain into different things. Because if you just keep pulling the work harder lever, it might not, um, get, it, it'll just run you into a glass ceiling. We you have become a these- rat in the wheel. When you do that. <laughs> a rat in a wheel. Exactly. You just keep going in circles. You you never break through that. You never get outside of that wheel. You're just going to keep going and going and going and going and going. You're not going to break through that. That is, that's, that's high level thinking. And, and that's, um, that's good stuff, man. That's, that's deep. And, and it's, it, you probably should go back and listen to this the last 30 minutes, probably two or three more times to really take in what has been said in this. And because it's repetition is the key to learning. So like every time you listen to it, you, th- you learn something new from it. It's like reading the Bible. You say you're a Christian. How many people, how many, I know 75 year old pastors have read the Bible probably 50 times through and they learn something new from the verse every time they read it. So mm. like repetition is the key to learning. So go back and listen to these first 30 minutes and, and I'm sure you're going to take a lot out of it. Uh, I do want to talk specifics of your landscaping business, though, because, like you said, you do uh, you kind of target the whole zero to hundred thousand mark. And on our show, we have a lot of guys who are in the the they're the in the young in business years, the years one to five, and um, we want to be a benefit to them and help them any way we can. So maybe talk about some things that have helped you uh, that helped you. And I, I know the whole the whole first half of this has been part of this, but. Maybe some some things that you've actually like physically implemented in your business to take efficiencies to the next level. And you've talked about uh, you have a small you have a small business in the grand scheme of things, but you're hyper profitable. You have good systems in place. What are some processes along the way that have taken you to the next level when it comes to efficiencies and hyper profitability? Love it. I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is uh, before I say this, I want to. In full transparency, I'm a jobber ambassador, which means I'm sponsored by jobber, right? Yep. But when I'm talking about, I think can apply to any good working CRM, whatever mm-hmm. you use, right? And it, it's using a CRM like jobber. And when I hear people, when I heard people talking about this, it would kind of be like, what are you talking about? It's just a piece of software. But if you actually u- utilize it, what, yeah, if you utilize it and do everything it's supposed to do, then here's why. Um, <laughs> So just real quick, like Coca-Cola, I was kind of studying up. If you watch, I I think everybody should watch this. Look up Coca-Cola factory and how it's made. It's like, and then you learn about it. And like you learn Coca-Cola is actually a data business. They just happen to make pop. And I'm thinking about this. I'm like, oh my God. So I'm just in the people business. And all I'm doing is moving data. And I just happen to be doing landscaping because you, if once you get good at that, you could probably do any service business. And I have a lot to learn. I'm not great at it, but Jobber has helped with the customer uh, communication process. So at first, when you're like scribbling stuff on sticky notes and you've got them pinned all over the place and you're writing in a notebook and you're trying to keep track of it, and then you finally might condition yourself to start using Google Calendar. And you can run your entire business on just QuickBooks and Google Calendar. QuickBooks sends the invoices, collects the money, Google Calendar, or and you have to have some type of credit card, which you could do that through, through QuickBooks. Mm-hmm. Google Calendar books the jobs. Um, but like some people don't communicate with their customers at yeah. all. They're always late. They don't show up. They don't even collect the money right. Just getting a good CRM system uh, 
helps with that tremendously. So we finished a, well, I'll take you through the whole process real quick. The, the, the customers are calling, so we're tracking where the leads are coming from. 80, 82%, we're tracking the leads on like responsibid and manually. Mm-hmm. What the hell's going on here? <laughs> I heard a vibration. I think my phone was going on. Oh. So we, you have lead sources, which is like, oh, that's what that is. Sorry. There's wow. some uh, guy on a crotch rocket going 100 oh. miles per hour. <laughs> <laughs> and I heard it through the headphones. So you've got, you know, Facebook and you've got referrals and you've got Google and these different lead sources. And we track by saying, how did you learn about our services on the phone? Mm, and yeah. so we got jobber open. Either my wife is in the office and she's answering the phone or I'm doing it. If I'm on the phone, I'll pull over in my truck. And as the customer's talking, I'm taking all their information. I'm taking notes inside a jobber name, address, email, how did you hear about us? Referred by Google. And it tracks all that data. It's data, like we said. Mm-hmm. So then uh, if it's a window cleaning job, I can give the customer a quote directly over Google Earth. If it's a landscape quote, the system is I do quotes only on Mondays and I stack them high as many as I can on Mondays. And I tell the customer it will be there in a three-hour window. You, you could do a two-hour window, but I like a three-hour window and then I stack as many as I can. Mm-hmm. And then, so that's another system giving a window. Cause if you say you'll be there at four o'clock and then you can't make it till four 30, now you have to do an extra step, which is call them and say, I'm sorry, I'm be, I'll be late. I knew I said I'd be there at four, but we're running a little behind, but by four 30, if you tell a customer a specific time, they expect you to be there in a specific time. That's why kind a window of like when I tell you, you when we're supposed to do a podcast, you expect me to be there on time to do the podcast. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> so so we show up and do all these quotes and we give the customer a heads up text. You can do it directly through job or 30 minutes. Hey, we're on our way to give you a quote and mm-hmm. it sends them a text or email, whatever you want or both. And then once you get there and you give the customer a quote, whether they're there or not inside of a good CRM, like, like jobber, yeah, I'm talking about jobber so much. I might as well plug it, go to get jobber. I didn't want to, but I might as well, you might as well. Yeah. Someone's going to go to get jobber.com slash Keith and get a free trial and 20% off like six months. You get like a huge discount, get jobber.com slash Keith. If yeah. you want to try it or any other CRM you want, <laughs> but anyways, so you put in a new client and then you can, that client has like a request if they call in or they want a quote and it's in request mode, right? That means it's not a quote. It's not an invoice. It's not any of these other things. And then you convert that to a quote. Now it's in quote mode. So you get, you give them a quote and it could be as many line items as you want, $3,995. And you can send it to them and attach a copy of your insurance, your COI, which is uh, your proof of insurance, your workers comp, whatever mm-hmm. you want about your business, like a digital portfolio. And they get this nice professional email. Remember, this is any good CRM. And then they can, the customer, if they like it, they can quick click the button to approve it. So yes, I want this done. You instantly get an email back. says customer wants it done. That means they're ready to book. Awesome. Call him back, Mr. Jones. Um, we see that you uh, approve the quote. That's awesome. And we have uh, Wednesday the 13th open. Uh, how does that sound for you? No. The next little system is by talking. This is communication systems, right? So it's called organizational communication. Organizational communication. You're just creating a whole bunch of organized communication and creating promises and fulfilling those promises. So you create that promise. They've signed the contract. You can get a digital signature, anything over a thousand bucks. We, we want a 33% down. So they, you know, they give us 
$333 or whatever. Mm -hmm. And they can do that through a credit card and they can literally sign right there on their end. Now it says the customer has sent their deposit and it reflects on your end. Now they owe a balance or it could be the morning of the job, you know? So, uh, and if you're doing subcontract work, you fill out a W9 or whatever. And then, uh, so you put all this inside a jobber and then you actually kick, you pick the calendar date and it sends it out to Google calendar right there on your phone. So now you've got it showing up, reflecting a Google calendar and it sends a customer a booking confirmation and they go, ah, awesome. When you actually show up to the job, Oh, I'm sorry. You can also assign it to yourself or to a crew member or something. Mm, so great. I would assign it to my crew leader, Kyle, or to me or something. And then click it and then they get the notification of jobber okay here's the job here's all the details boom they can see financial data or not however you run your business then uh notes about materials anything you want about that client and then so you actually do the job you can clock in and out the um, uh, the employees and the time on the job and everything and track everything and then when the job is halfway or almost done you can collect another deposit and send it to the customer change order then when it's done you convert it into an invoice. So it turns it from a, a running job into an invoice. And then you click a button and it automatically sends the invoice to the customer. And you can hit another button. It sends it as a as text message. And then the customer can literally pay by credit card. Here's another little system or tip. It's like uh, if you have customers pay by credit card, you can charge them an extra two and a half percent. Right now I'm saying, hey, if you pay with a credit card, uh, I just ask that you split the fee with me. So if it's two and a half percent, I charge you 1.25% on the bill. I'll split it with you, right? Mm -hmm. Some people are like, that's crazy. It's just whatever you want to do. It's your business. I've never heard anybody turn it down. Yeah. And you might as well recoup some of the costs. Like they're, they're, like those credit card fees add up. And that, that's the thing is, I told somebody that the other day, it's going to be a 3% extra if you uh, if I charge you on the credit card and and no, no pushback at all. He said, yeah, that's fine. So I've never seen yes. anybody say no. <laughs> Well, when you're getting bills that are like ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars, people are okay. To. I'll just write a check. So then, uh, as soon as you you an invoice, you can collect payment on the spot and get a signature, mm. or however if it says cash, check, credit. However, the customer paid and automatically process the pay, processes the payment through Jabber Payments or whatever software you use, and then you can send them their receipt marked as paid. And all legally, it's completely legit. Now yep. it says here's your receipt marked as paid, and then you can also book the customer for future work. It saves their portfolio and it shows. So when a customer calls and we type in their name or Google Calendar pops up their name. If me or my wife or we use Jill's office uh, for the overflow phone calls, they're these virtual receptionists. They pick up the phone and they're freaking awesome. They actually sell and close work for you. And they're hooked up to Jobber as well. But, oh, Mr. Jones. Okay. Yeah. Last year we did your mulch. We trimmed your bushes. We cut your grass. We did this and that. Okay. And, and last year it looks like you got this done. Uh, here's another little tip. Inflation. Okay. We do have a 12 and a half percent inflation. Uh, we had to raise the prices 12 and a half percent this year. Uh, last year, your bill was a thousand. This year, it's going to be, you know, what is, uh, what's that? $1,120. Yeah, something okay. like that. $1,125 or something. Is, is that okay? Okay, yeah. So, and then uh, when you're done, you can also uh, ditch the itch. Austin Douglas was telling me about this. I can't believe I didn't know it's so simple. You just can automate, drop the Google five-star review link in there and follow up with them to automatically ask every single customer to leave you a positive five-star review on Google. And I don't know if it integrates with 
a software like we use send gym to send our customers gourmet brownies mm-hmm. like we just filmed a uh, commercial today on the job site with quentin howells so funny for jill's office and we had the customer and the customer's neighbor outside dancing in the video like it, this was like we we're filming a commercial yeah i was, I was watching your stories and i <laughs> i saw them dancing in the background i was dying yes so it was super fun and then i sent them gourmet brownies through sun gym but anyways all of that communication stuff allows you to be hyper efficient with appearing as very professional and organized to the customer which makes them if they have a great experience and you do great work obviously and you're cool (laughs) i mean they will want to work with you again Mm -hmm. uh, you save all their data so why is that profitable because when you have all your customers data and you can see where the leads are coming from you can make important decisions when you have data when you have like a we have a bookkeeper we use blue skies services and I get a PL statement every month, a profit and loss statement. I can see exactly, you know, our cost of goods sold, overhead, administration, payroll, work comp, all the different things broken down by category and percentages and exactly what what's the profit net, everything in the business. Yeah, so yeah. you see exactly what's going on and then you see how much room you have to spend on marketing. Those Those are things when you can actually see where the hell you're at can make you more profitable. But then... um Right now, I'm actually less profitable. So I'm working on getting more out of the field so I can focus on the media business and making a lot more content and videos. And I got a lot of other shit going on. So I've got uh, uh, the guys working. And so as soon as you remove yourself from the field, if you're working in the field as an employee and you're paying yourself a salary on top of being the owner, you're going to make, you can make high ass profit margins yeah. as soon as you remove yourself from that your profit goes boo, straight down yeah. and then that's where you got to get really really efficient about uh, marketing and advertising well and very being very selective about your customers and making sure you know your man hour rate and things like that so you're charging appropriately so you literally don't go broke and freak out you still got to make and, money while you're not out there Yes. And then that's why some guys will freak out and go back down to one truck or if yeah. something happens, they get scared. It's like, I've done all that shit. Like I'm not trying to grow my business into a big business. I'm just trying to make it really profitable and buy myself some fucking breathing room. Yeah. Um, but uh, what else? The uh, Oh yeah. Here's another quick tip. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, I, I, I guess I don't videotape myself doing this, but I'm a, I'm a monster when it comes to like trimming shrubs and doing maintenance, just like you are in your business, Mm -hmm. bro. The guys we're working today, we're doing this whole property trim. We're trimming all the, the, the the small trees and shrubs and the edging out the garden beds and putting in mulch. And there's these monster burning bush shrubs. They're so big. You have to use an orchard ladder to trim them. And there's times when like the guys are running a couple hours behind and I'm like, I feel the pressure. I'm like, we got to fucking get this shit done today because we had, we got a job we got to be at tomorrow and it's going to cause a train wreck. Mm-hmm. If, and and uh, they don't understand that on the level that I do sometimes. So I'll set up the ladder, jump out of the truck, put everything on pause. And then like I'll work for an hour and I'll just bang shit out. Like I just go into a zone. I don't care if I'm dripping in sweat and there's spiders on me. I'm just yeah. move the ladder, move the ladder, shake it off. And I'm all over the fucking place. Like my life depends on it. But 
listen to some audiobooks and the amount of shit that I can fucking bang out in one hour. Yeah. I've literally hired guys. <laughs> Fuck, dude. You want to you want to get into fucking em- employees like if you have employees <laughs> that are like work like slow ass turtles and still do shitty work no matter how hard you try yeah and then they don't show up for work and they're like dude your fucking business will be a nightmare when you got the right guys your fucking business is amazing yeah. so if you got like and sometimes you can turn the wrong guy into the right guy sometimes the wrong guy just is never going to work sometimes you'll get the right guy and then he fucking leaves like it's a revolving door it sucks it's really hard it's heartbreaking it costs like an average of five grand per employee and this is totally true i mean i've trained people for seven weeks straight and as soon as they're up and rocking they just come up to me one day like dripping in sweat like bro i can't fucking do this i'm fucking or they'll freak out and just or just disappear or like um but um so I've, I've literally had this is the one part i'll never understand and maybe i will soon but i've literally watched guys spend hours like i'm talking like four fucking hours just trimming one little section of trubs and they're putting their heart into it they're working their ass off and they're mm-hmm. going so slow and they're fucking <laughs> and 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 even when they're done i'm like you like I, i'm trying to catch them but i'm leaving i'm getting materials and i come back and these motherfuckers didn't even trim the shrubs i'm like you barely took anything off you just spent <laughs> you four didn't even do you had, right you gotta redo the whole what do you mean i just fuck i'm like dude i'm like you just <laughs> And, and I can literally, I literally, <laughs> we got this one customer, we call him Ko- Koi Fish Guy because he got a Koi Fish Pond. <laughs> I literally had the guys go to the job site before and spend the whole fucking day just trimming the bushes and shrubs and little ornamental trees around this lady's backyard. And there's fucking, there's like little stone frogs and like, it's just weird shit, but it's, it's beautiful. But <laughs> yeah. And, and then at the end of the day, I go stop and look at the job site and I'm all pumped up and the motherfucker's still halfway through the backyard <laughs> trimming and getting nothing done. And I'm like, fuck, like I thought they would have been done and everything would all be fucking wrapped up. Yeah. And, we, and they're like, well, it looks like we're not going to fucking get done today. And it's really fucking hot, too. We really worked hard. <laughs> And I fucking, oh my I just have a fucking panic attack. And you so, could go out there and do it in like half the time, probably. Bro, this backyard that literally took them the whole yeah. day, I fucking grabbed a pair of fucking steel HS 45s. Yeah. Fucking. And it just fucking went nuts, <laughs> nonstop. I trimmed the whole fucking backyard of this property. I'm talking like tons of, in 45 minutes and every single shrub was trimmed perfect i shook it all off trimmed it again like like the whole thing and my one dude who's been working for me forever like i fucking love this guy he's awesome he's like you literally just did all that in 45 minutes he was fucking i was like i don't know what the other guy was fucking thinking it's like and and this is the thing do all day did they literally just not i mean were they just moving at the speed of a turtle see the thing is okay I feel like an asshole because I'm being an asshole. Right? I'm just having fun. No, it's pretty funny. When I, when I was when I was a foreman, you should take this part of the podcast and just cut it and put it towards the front. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or when I was a uh, so I've worked for like twelve different landscaping companies before I started my own. I've been all over the place. I've worked with like over two hundred different fucking different guys, like all the way to the point where it was like being in the army. At this one, uh, there was a Marine Corps sergeant who ran this huge company. Like, so my job was to run a landscaping crew. We also did horticulture and 
they would send us out to BFE to these monster homeowners associations with huge fucking all types of shit to trim, trim with heavy ass steel combi systems and be like, get all this shit done. And it's got to be done in four days. And I'd be like, this is fucking impossible. This is four square miles. Yeah. A human, you can't physically do it. Get it fucking done or else. Like, and when you're like an employee and you're afraid you're going to get fired, bro, I'd be out there in 104 degrees up on a ladder. <laughs> smoke coming off my fucking shoulders. Didn't matter. When you need money, you'll, yeah. you'll, you'll sacrifice your rotator cuffs, everything. So I was I, not forced because I was a, I'm a fucking employee, but I was forced to trim copious amounts of shrubs and climbing up and down ladders and doing all types of crazy shit to break through the physical barrier of like not being a, I guess being a little bitch yeah. for years, bro. And I learned that uh, in working around other guys who could run circles around me until I got up to that level of productivity you learn what's actually possible. So when you hire new people who haven't really done a lot of landscaping before, their head's stuck in this type of thing, like they actually believe in their head that they're doing, you know, a phenomenal job and that they're working fast, but they have no fucking clue that they're dragging ass and they suck. We literally just <laughs> fired. We just had to let one of those go earlier this year. He thought, I mean, he was, he was doing good, but he worked so slow. I mean, I've never seen somebody work so slow. So he's just costing the company money. He's not oh. making you any money. Oh, losing money. Not, not, not. Losing money. Not, not making me money. Losing money. Like, not, it was bad. It was bad. But, yeah, that that's, when you get into the world of employees, it's a crazy, it's a crazy downhill spiral that you could get into. And I haven't even dealt with it that long. Like, I've had, everybody that I've had has been pretty good. Um, with aside from one guy who decided to smoke weed in my truck on a customer's job. Um, that was a, that was a classic. But, you know, you got to love them. You got to have them to run your business if you want to scale eventually and get out of the field like you're saying. So, um, man, that's good stuff. This is uh, it's crazy. We're already going on almost an hour here. Uh, I want to be respectful respectful of your time. And, and I got uh, so kind of two final questions here. And one is, so what is the media business? And, and kind of how are you, uh, where are you taking that in the next short while? What have you got going on there? And then after that, uh, just kind of, you can transition to uh, one final question, and it's I always like hearing everybody's answer that we ask everybody is, uh, what is your why? What is your why for everything that you do, um, landscaping business, media business, all that stuff together? So I'll just let you take it away, and then we'll wrap it up. Thanks, man. Yeah, uh, the media business is uh, well, it does sir. Uh, it's centered around YouTube and landscaping and all that stuff. So we have my wife and I. We have like six YouTube channels. I'm into all types of shit that I don't even talk about that people in our industry or that might know of me that like do our, our dog channel. We're excited because it just got monetized last week. We fucking run around the house with our dogs going, oh, my God, he's a little good boy. Oh, my God, he's a good boy. And the fucking dogs <laughs> jumping around and shit. And we got three dogs, three cats, six fish, 12 animals. And we're running around fucking making dog videos and the dogs growling and shit. And we're fucking, give me the treaty. Give me, go care my cat. And the dogs fucking growling. And yeah. then we pet, oh, he's a good boy. Oh, no, give me it. And the dog's going fucking nuts, bro. And then this shit's getting 100,000 <laughs> views on YouTube. People love watching it, yeah. Yeah, and the audience is like ages like 50 to 65 watching it. Oh, yeah. It's funny. It's like older people, and there's all these people in the comments, that's no way to fucking raise a dog. You're a horrible pet owner. What if it fucking oh, bites someone? <laughs> it's like, 
and we're just uploading all this crazy shit. You gotta, uh, love, the, <laughs> gotta love the internet. Then uh, the Window Cleaning Blueprint channel just hit 15,000 subscribers this week. Uh, that's a channel where I talk about how to start a window cleaning business and make 500 bucks a day. I wrote a book on Amazon uh, called How to Make $500 a Day Cleaning Windows. It became an Amazon bestseller. It's an audiobook too. I got an online course. And I've also spoken around the country about this, like at different like conventions. I get asked to speak regularly, like in uh, Nashville, Tennessee. I'm speaking August 16th, 17th, and 18th, 18th at the huge convention. Go to keithkelfas.com slash events to check that out. Uh, also, I'll be at the GIE Expo, obviously. So that's the media business is doing um, making videos. We have like brand deals and sponsorships and stuff like we just uh, we're going to do some more stuff with Xmark this year and shoot some fun commercials. And I heard you're on so with Lowe's too, right? Yeah, we got sponsored by Lowe's as a Lowe's pro partner. I'm literally looking at a bunch of like free uh, samples that they sent me and stuff to make videos with. And that's awesome, man. Um, but as of, actually, as of right now, our contract ended and I'm looking to renew the contract and they're crazy busy over there. And um, actually there's some stuff that I can't say. It's all good. It's all yeah. very good, super positive stuff. It's just that we're in this whole new world of social media and Actually, I'll just I'll stop her there. It's good. Some I just don't of, know. Some what of I it's kind of uncharted say. waters. That's the thing. You, we're just in uncharted waters. I feel like with this whole brand deals and sponsorships, and and these companies kind of finally hopping on board, realizing how valuable um, content creators can be for them. So, so I'll just give everybody a tip here. Anybody who is getting into media and a YouTube channel, it's growing, and you, um, there are actual businesses like big box companies, and then there's like sometimes these agencies that will try to work with you as well. Mm -hmm. And so be very careful about, and this has nothing to do with Lowe's right here, but like I've hired uh, just a contract attorney to review all this stuff and make sure that what you're doing, if you, if you make videos on social media that gets thousands or hundreds of thousands or millions of views, you have to understand what that's worth and what, and what your target market is worth. Because some of these companies traditionally uh, any company, they would have to pay tens of thousands of dollars in traditional advertising costs yeah. in order to get in front of these people. And so your word is uh, extremely powerful and you should never sell your audience's trust for money and use stuff that you actually believe in if you're going to you know, pitch it or sell it to your audience and, and they benefit from it. And if they benefit and the company benefits, then you should get a small cut of that. It's called affiliate marketing. Yep. And so I never wanted to build this quote unquote media business. I wanted to originally, which is my life's purpose is to help people. And right now is to help people go from being stuck in a dead end job where they hate it and they want to get their own landscape business off the ground. And I love helping uh, through, through videos and media and public talks. I love in podcasts, especially I love it when I meet people in person and they say that I played a small part in inspiring them to get their business off the ground so they could have the the guts to believe in themselves and go full time and change their life. I mean, that's worth more than any money or any like of that it. stuff. Yeah, there's, no, there's, there's no, like no satisfaction it. like that. And, and it's not like a satisfaction of, oh, look at me, look what I've done. It's just the satisfaction of knowing that all the time, the effort, the money, the sweat, the tears that you put into everything, the late night staying up to create content, the editing – all of that actually does pay off. And I, I, I love hearing that. I'm on such a small scale, but the few guys that we have reach out and say, man, you're really being a, 
uh, help to our to us and our company helping us grow. It, there's nothing like it. Exactly. So I never wanted to quote unquote uh, monetize any of my videos or any of that stuff. And if you guys, anybody sees me on social media or Instagram, you see me uh, be like, check out Ballard products, check out this, check yeah. out my book, go to keithcalfus.com. Like that's all stuff that I believe in. It's awesome. Like I got online courses that really are awesome. Like my business marketing blueprint course can really actually help you market your business. It's a great course, but the money that I make from that stuff, see the money sustains the message yeah, money, the income and revenue allows you to, to, to get paid. So you can keep doing to buy your GoPro, mm. to buy yourself an hour, to make another video, to help people see this all what goes around. It, it comes back around and you have to get paid at some point, or you're going to get totally freaking burned out and be like, dude, I've been making these fucking videos and podcasts for free for like three years. I'm making no money. I'm frustrated. I want to quit. I'm getting in fights with my old lady over this. Like this is not, but if you're bringing home money doing it and then it's exciting so find a way to monetize what you do in a legal, moral, pra- practical, ethical, positive, inspiring way that aligns with what you're doing. And there's nothing wrong with that. And then now it's exciting, you know, so that allows me to just touch more people's lives and help people and uh, help people start businesses. There, that, that's, that's, that's a great, at. yeah, that was a great seamless transition into, into what is your why. So a lot of people probably didn't realize you did it, but that, that was good there. And I was listening to Paul, uh, Paul Jameson talk the other day about working on his transitions and how he's like, Oh, tell me more. And, and we did an interview with, I was on his podcast the other day and he did that right after I was listening. And it just, it's so funny listening to guys come up with transitions and, and that was very, very smooth. So, uh, props to you for that transition. I'm still, I'm still kid podcaster, so I'm still working on all that and, um, love, love getting guys like you on the show and, uh, the value that you bring is just tremendous. It's tremendous. And there's, there's no, um, I don't know. It's hard to find value like that, especially when it's free. I mean, you don't even have to pay for any of this. So, uh, I, I want to say thank you personally for coming on and, and uh, joining us for this uh, show today. And it, where can everybody find you on social media if they do want to go connect with you and learn more about your uh, landscaping and your media company? Yeah, first of all, awesome. Uh, thanks. I appreciate it. So, uh, my podcast, since we're on a podcast now, is called The Untrapped podcast with keith kelfus on look up on apple or spotify we just crossed like four hundred and fifty thousand downloads wow and uh, i started that out just by running around bitching into my fucking old ass phone be like what up it's keith kelfus with the untrap podcast and uh this is 2014 and um then you could just type in keith kelfus k-e-i-t-h-k-a-l-f-a-s on any anywhere on google any check on my youtube channel <laughs> yeah and uh what else? The second most search term next to Keith Kelfus is Keith Kelfus's wife. That's so funny. I don't know why. Really? Yeah. Um. Anyways, she does cooking, w- doesn't she? Doesn't she do a cooking show? Yeah. Well, there you go. My wife's like in her mid thirties, and she's got like brown hair and like brown skin, and she's like part Chaldean, and she's got these beautiful eyes and. And some dudes would be like, oh, my gosh, I'm talking about her and shit. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, uh, the Internet. I've never talked internet about never my wife this. in that way before. But I anyways, the first time I literally met her, I was like, Bro, I'm, dude, I like I wanted to marry her. How did y'all meet? <sighs> dude, like 15, 20 years ago and a karaoke bar. I don't even go to bars. I just, wow. my friend invited me there and I was like, well, I don't drink, but I'll do some karaoke. 
and I used to sing and shit. <laughs> and she got up and she sang. And next thing you know, we were hanging out and we became friends. And then we didn't talk for like eight years. And we met again on like uh, Facebook. We started hanging out. We were still doing music. Wow. And then we ended up doing a lot more than music and ended up getting married. And um, we've been together. This will be our 10-year wedding anniversary this September. Oh, what day in September? September 1st. Oh, oh man. Our our baby's due September the 5th. So you never know. Nice. It, might, it might be born on your anniversary. Congratulations, bro. Uh, thank you, thank you. Uh, but what was it? The uh, we were talking about where, yeah, where can people find it, you? Yeah, so there's sometimes people will listen to a podcast that I'm on and something will trigger and they'll be like, I gotta talk, I gotta talk to this guy. And I don't mean that I'm special, it might be something that I said that yeah. someone like, I, I don't, uh, I've, I've, so the reason I'm saying this is because. Uh, by by no means. How can I just say it the way it is? So we hit 120,000 subscribers, and we have like we're getting like four million views a month, right? And so this means like hundreds of people a day are contacting me, and people are emailing and stuff like that, and they want to talk. And I don't have time to talk to anybody anymore because I'm so damn busy. So yeah. I created this thing called KeithKelfus.com/slash/call. So if somebody really wants to get on the phone with me, go to that link, and it's a paid link. And then I do coaching and consulting and things like that, or you know. So that's been a way to open up or hit me on it up on Instagram at Keith Kelfus and I'll try my best to get back to you. And I'm pretty good at that, but yeah, Keith Kelfus. Absolutely, man. Well, that's, that's good stuff. That's a great way to end it. And I uh, love hearing that you and your wife had a crazy, that's, that is a crazy story meeting and, and getting married like that and have a good marriage now. And might need to reach out to you after, after this podcast and, and talk about some more stuff we have coming up uh, for some marriage content and business that we're, that we're doing here in the future and going to start putting out. So, um, who knows? We'll see what we can do, but thank you. Thank you again for, for coming on the show today. Thank you for everyone uh, who listened and tuned in and, and just thought that uh, Keith brought, brought some heat today. Cause I know I thought he did and, and he just got on a really good role and we sat back and listened, man, it was, it was good stuff. So, uh, you can find Keith at all those everywhere. He said, just put Keith Calvis in search engines and he's going to come up. And we will put all of his um, links in the show notes today. Well, not all of his links. We'll put his link to his YouTube channel in the show notes today. So you can click on that and then um, go dive into the world of who is Keith Calfus from there. And uh, so I just, like I said, very, very appreciative of you coming on. If y'all enjoyed the show today, would you go leave it a rating interview on Apple or Spotify? Because it really does help us and it boosts the podcast to get out there and to grow. And I don't care about numbers. Numbers don't do anything for me. It's the impact that we're having. And it's the getting to know people, getting to build those relationships. That's the stuff that I that I enjoy. So, uh, obviously, the bigger the number, the more impact I have because I'm reaching more people. Um, and, and I guess I could say, I don't know, maybe it's not the bigger the number, but... It just, I want to reach the most people that we can and do this to the maximum uh, capacity and do the best, absolutely best we can while we're, um, while we're producing this content and putting a lot of time and money and effort into it. So thanks again for tuning in. And if you would just leave those ratings and reviews, those really help. And we look forward to catching up with everybody here on the next episode. Thanks, Keith. Thanks for tuning in to the Growing Green Landscapes podcast. We know you have many other podcast options to choose from, and don't take it for granted that you chose to spend some time with us today. You can connect with Jeremiah Jennings at Growing Green Landscapes on Instagram or use the link in the show description. Don't forget to smash the follow button on the podcast and leave those five-star ratings and reviews. We hope you crush it in your business and hope to catch you on our next episode.